What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Welcome back, NutriBirds. We're so glad to have you back with us. I'm your host, Suzanne, and we have our producer, Wyatt, with us today. And for the next few months, we're going to have a guest co-host with myself, which I'm really excited about. It's Chef Paul. Chef Paul also works for Nutrition Therapy Essentials. Um, he's also a registered dietitian. <clears throat> so um, we're blessed to have Paul with us because um, we're going to talk about some fun and different stuff, I think, than we usually talk about, which is kind of cool. So today, we're going to talk about eggs. Huevos for my Mexican people out there. For our Mexican <laughs> friends, huevos. <laughs> um, so the deal is... Um, Eggs, eggs, we can get confused. You know, you go to, I know, like now I go there and I'm like looking at all the eggs. There's the color, there's the, you know, cage free, there's organic. the hormone, organic, omega 3. I'm like, good God, when did eggs get as confusing as milk? People are trying to do the right thing. I, I, I honor that. I, I agree. I agree. And here's some interesting facts, which we found out from Cook's Magazine, because that's what kind of stimulated us to talk about this today, because I thought it was a really interesting yeah. article, because um, it really clearly defined um, the whole egg issue. But there's more hens in Iowa than there's people. I mean, there's more chickens in the U.S. than... It's an insane amount of chicken. I am sure that that is very true. And that the average American eats about 279 eggs per year, and one chicken only lays about 300 eggs a year. So it's good that we have at least one chicken per person. I, I would have to say that would be to our advantage. <laughs> so um, let's talk about the five things that you can ignore about eggs, right? Right. Um, color. Eggshell color. Yeah. Um, so while they come in brown, there's blue eggs, which you yeah. discussed, um, white eggs, um, sometimes even green eggs. Mm -hmm. Green eggs and I mean, So some people get the brown eggs because they give, they feel that because they're brown that they're going to be more natural, more healthy, and whatever else. I mean, and if that helps you eat the eggs, then that's great but they don't have any effect on the nutritional value. Nope. That means there's no difference between any one of those eggs. Um, so that's the one thing you can kick out. So farm fresh. This term is not used. Um, it's, it's not regulated, right? No, no. It's, it's The USDA doesn't put a stamp on that. So that's just, I mean, anybody can put on farm fresh, but it, there's no way to know that it's true, <laughs> and whether it matters or not. Anyways, yeah. I hope they come from a farm. <laughs> well, they usually they come from a chicken farm. <laughs> you know? Well, I mean, they they come from. I mean, but I think farm fresh. What they're trying to say with that is that they're at a just a farm farm and not from like a processor oh, okay. or a place where there's like a thousand chickens or a million chickens. There. Got you. So, like you know, Marge, when we did the 
the farmer's market, those were farm fresh eggs. Yeah, those were 100% farm fresh. Because she picked them from her hens that morning and brought them to the farmer's market and sold them in half dozens. And so that was a whole different, she didn't clean them or wash them. And we'll go through that in a minute, what that all means. Because poor Michelle was blown away for because she had chickens. And we'll talk about that in a little bit here. So, yeah, color, nothing, nothing to do with it. Um, farm fresh. Yeah, that's got really nothing to do with it. I like, I like the hormone-free one, though. No, I really do. Like, I that's do, my, That's a funny one. Yeah. Okay, because, I mean, it's actually illegal to give chicken hormones. So it's a true statement, but it's true of every chicken. Every chicken. Egg. So right. it's whatever. Vegetarian fed. So. <laughs> um, it's fake. <laughs> chickens are natural omnivores. Right. And they are usually always fed a vegetarian diet, which is actually best for the digestive system, which is what they give them. They give them alfalfa and they give them other flaxseed, flaxseed, corn. Flaxseed is nice because it gives them the mega three into the eggs. Mm -hmm. Right. That's good. Right. So um, it just means that they're fed a vegetarian diet. Yeah. That's it. Um, But when we get into like housing of hens, then you'll understand they are omnivores, and where would chickens get other sources than what they're fed? Well, it's when they're out in the countryside and going at it, they eat bugs, and they do eat other stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but Cleaning the floor. Cleaning the, cleaning the ground, right? Omega-3, you might care about this, um, which means that it's they're giving them the flaxseed. They're giving them the um, uh, fish uh, oils. And um, omega three fatty acids, and that's usually supplemented in the diet. Yeah, and I do like the i. I think I would like that they were given flax seeds or alfalfa instead, because I have heard a few people. There's not much change to the flavor of eggs, but they say that lipids will change it. And I've heard def- enough people say that their egg kind of tasted fishy. Mm-hmm. And so you could maybe if you were only giving them like the fish oil for the omega three, you might get a fishy tasty eggs. I could see how that could happen. Yeah, yeah, I could see how. You know, that definitely could happen. So um, so the big thing is hen housing. I like this. We actually have a post. We actually have a uh, sign here in the office that says the hen den. Um, it's part of my, my, my deal. I thought I love that statement. It comes from the old Irish statement that when women get together, they're having a hen party. Mm. Mm. So... Um, so What is hen housing? Well, that means all of those confusing words on the outside of the box. So you're talking about cage-free. So cage-free doesn't necessarily mean anything other than they're in a big, huge, enclosed area. and um, Aren't crowded. And they're not crowded because then that would be inhumane, and we'll get into that other conversation. So it means that they're probably in an aviary type of system um, where they're inside a large building. Now, in Iowa, in the middle of the winter, you cannot let chickens roam inside and outside, otherwise you're going to have some frozen chickens. Right. So it would be where the chicken farm was and how they were housing the hens, which would, you know, be part of, um, but they don't go outside. It's so, like a big geodome for chickens. Yeah, yeah they, big, they're, pretty, they're pretty crazy, to be honest, because they have like this whole humidity control because they're supposed to mimic outside behavior as much as they can, right? 
So they have these huge humidity controls, huge um, fans inside of there. And what's cool is that the lights that they have inside them, the lights that they have in them are like specific lights that they use for plants because it allows them to get the correct amount of, I think it's like vitamin D or mm-hmm. something like that. It's yeah. like a grow lamp that they use and they like dim it and like mimic like a sunset and a sun and a sunrise. It's pretty, it's pretty cool, but it's not the best you know, situation for the chickens. Yeah, but if you're in Iowa, in in Iowa winter, that might be where you want to be. <laughs> I mean, but let's be honest. I mean, there's no way that the amount of eggs and whatever that people need, you know, for this country could be produced if everybody was just using a little like uh, chicken coop, you know, from back in 1920. Um, it, just, it just is what it is. It is what yeah. it is. I agree. Yeah. So what does free range mean? Well, you know, that's, uh, they get access to the outdoors, so they have a place to stay. It's like having, what, like a, uh, what are those, pet doors? Right? <laughs> a, instead of a doggy door, it's a chicken door. Chicken door. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's the, that's where they get the opportunity to be able to eat all the other bugs and stuff like that. If they're. If they have the opportunity to go outside, that's yeah. where they're able to get the more nutritional value for the bugs that they get. So pasture raised means that the hens spent most of their life outside. The term is regulated by the USDA. Oh, it's not. Uh, oh, it's not. Oh, yeah, the term is not regulated. I'm sorry. Um, and um, it also goes along with the certified humane, uh, carries weight in that. So in other words, it's more humane. Yeah. Uh, so if we saw pasture raised on a thing, it's a hint that it might be great, but we don't really know. Again, like the other one, we don't know it's true. But if it said certified humane, then that actually validates the validates the other one. Yeah. Right. So if they were together, it'd be better. So in order for it to be humane, um, it has to be certified by a nine, non-governmental third party. And um, what they do is they tr- they actually look at the treatment of the hens. Like they're not overcrowded. They're not in nesting boxes. They haven't been to be. There's like over a hundred requirements. I think they have to meet for like the very first step. I think it is. There's like multiple steps to it. And it's like over a hundred requirements just for the base step. But I just think that farming in that kind of an arena, even for any kind of, you know, cattle, dairy, chickens, I think that there has been so much attention about, um, treating the animals humanely. Um, and I think that the practices have definitely changed since. I mean, it's a good thing. It's a good thing. Again, it doesn't change the nutrition of the egg. At all. Mm-hmm. At all. But it is it is a good practice. You know, it really is. So in other words, what it does is it, it, it just is more... Um, Decreases your carbon foot, I guess uh, you could say. Well, you could say that. But not really. More no. biodiverse. Yeah. So the... The last one is um, so you got the you've got the three of them the hen housing, cage free, meaning they're in a enclosed area. It may not be outdoors, and it's not outdoors at all. Um, range free means they have access to both, which means that they're indoor outdoor and pasture raised means that they spend more time outside than a free range, which is kind of deceiving to me. Because if somebody said somebody was free range, I would be thinking that the chickens out there on the countryside do whatever they do. So just know that free range means that they have access to both indoor and outdoor situations. Mm-hmm. But they still regulate how much they go outside. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Unspecific. Unspecific. Very unspecific. So, you know, Wyatt did bring up something that's not even in the article, and that's called an heirloom chicken. Mm -hmm. And heirloom heirloom chickens are chickens that are strictly kept outdoors. Mm -hmm. So they're the chickens that you see running around on the the farm just doing their own thing. Usually, you know, don't have their wings clipped. Hopefully to God that the regular chickens in a cage environment aren't, don't gain their wings clipped as well. But usually this is an older chicken, usually has a longer life. Um, if you do end up eating an heirloom chicken, it does tend to be a little bit more tender. I've also noticed that the heirloom chickens, at least when I've been on places, they also have really strange feathers. Mm-hmm. Or like, you know, they look they look very different than the normal chicken that you see. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think it's just because people just want to get creative when they're getting their own chickens. Yeah. So if it doesn't say anything specifically on the carton that doesn't say cage-free or, you know, pasteurized or range-free, then you can pretty much guarantee that it is a um, cage-free egg because it's not specific and it's going to be, that's the standard for the industry. So it's just kind of like hen housing. Who would have thought? Like, really? And I think it all depends on where the hens are and mm-hmm. where they're where they're at. I mean, put it here, diversity, no matter where you are in the in the country, let's put it here. In the United States general, the way how we treat chickens in California are gonna be completely different on how we raise chickens in Missouri or Mississippi or um as what mom as what Sam said, Idaho. <laughs> You know, California, many places in California doesn't get snow. So we have the opportunity to have the chances of doing free range. But, you know, other places where it does snow in this wintertime, they don't have that capability of doing that. So do you have to refrigerate your eggs? This is where I remember our daughter freaking out. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Her husband would go and pick the eggs out of the because they have chickens and bring them in and put them in a bowl and put them on the counter. Just like you can't do that. They have to go in the refrigerator. He goes, yes, you can. Because when apparently there's a protective coating when it comes directly out from the hen, and that protective coating is meant so that it prote- that it protects the egg that you don't have to refrigerate it. Once you've washed that off or pasteurized the egg, then it must be refrigerated. Yeah, right? yeah. So it it actually prevents it from being invaded. Mm-hmm. That protective coating. Mm-hmm. That yeah, it's the, called the cuticle. The cuticle, see, there you go. And once we wash off the cuticle, then you're then it has to go in the refrigerator. Yeah. So how long can you keep eggs? There's no hard and fast thing, but the understanding is for refrigerated eggs, use them like no more than five weeks after buying them. Right. It doesn't really change the nutrition. It's still pretty safe, but we've learned that the older it gets, there's some things that happen, right? So the egg white gets a bit loose. Um, and then also, because the shell is porous, right, the longer it stays in the fridge, the longer, even though we got it in enclosed covering, the longer it has a chance to, like, soak in all of the smells and everything mm-hmm. from the fridge. So there's that. Plus, I guess older eggs, um, when you're using them for baking, like if you whip them up, they tend to fall um, a lot more, a lot faster if you're like, whipping them up than if they're, not, than if they're newer. Yeah. A little bit more watery. Yeah. So, you know, here's the other thing. Um, the debate. Keep them in the carton or take them out and put them in the little egg bin. Because, you know, every refrigerator has the egg bin, and then we take the little carton and we put it out into the recycle bin, right? 
So should we be keeping them in there or should we move them into the little egg bin? So Depends on if the egg bin is covered. <laughs> I agree. Um, Eggshells are porous. So they take in whatever's in the refrigerator. Um, so they should be covered. And if your egg cracks or if you have a cracked egg, should you discard it? Yes, absolutely. Discard the egg because bacteria gets in there and then it'll fester. You don't want to keep it at all. Um, so, you know, eggs should be covered. They should be in a container and they, they crack. Right, so this is a funny thing. So did you know that chicken ears correlate to the color of the egg? To the shell, right? To the shell of the egg, yeah. I really want to see like a blue-eared chicken. I know. I'm, I, I'm really looking forward to seeing that at some point now. I didn't even know that chicken had ears. They, it, they're like holes. It's just like a hole. So I guess you have to look really, head. really close. So you have it's to the, pull. It's the, the lobe. Pull. Yeah, it's, it's the, the lobe. It's, like, it's the lobe? They yeah. have the lobes. The lobe. <laughs> Who even knew? So you have to, obviously you have to move some feathers away to try and find it. But like, who would have thought that that was the connection to it? Yeah, that's funny. Yeah. See the things you learn, science. It's an amazing. Yeah. Egg size, does egg size make a difference? It does in the breakdown. I, 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 rem I can't remember the exact where it is you know but i think i think you get a bigger yolk i think the best breakdown is the large one and right. that and if you look up if you look for look up for nutrition details it's always based on the large egg yeah um so i think you get the best amount of like average between yolk and white when um, you're looking at the large i've egg. never heard of i've never seen a peewee egg. uh i haven't seen peewee eggs either i guess they said there is a peewee which is the smallest and then there's small which is 1.3 ounces, a medium, which is 1.6 ounces, a large, which is 1.8. I have seen an ostrich egg. Ostrich They're eggs are cool. Huge. They're huge. So huge. ridiculous. What do you do with an ostrich egg? I actually had one, had somebody make me a sunny side up ostrich egg. How do you, that thing is huge then. It was, it was, like, a, it was like a plate. Yeah, it's a whole plate. Yeah. It was good though. Did it taste like an egg? Yeah. Yeah? It tastes a little bit different. Oh. The breakdown is different, I think. They're massive. Like whole food three, sense. Like I've seen them in Whole Foods on occasion. What? Yeah, I've seen them there. And then I've also seen them at a couple of gourmet markets. Well, they also have like quail eggs too, right? goose eggs too. Yeah, seen, goose eggs. Well, quail eggs are really popular because you can, they're with sushi. People have them with sushi all the time. Yeah, mm -hmm. and duck eggs. And duck eggs too. And duck eggs. I've seen duck eggs. But you really have to go to a pretty swanky. You have to go to a pretty swanky a place. A pretty swanky market to find those. Yeah. Um, and you pay a lot of money for them too. So egg whites, if you bought jumbo eggs um, and your recipe calls for um, large, don't fret. Um, uh, here's a formula to make your eggs work. Take the total weight of the egg um, called in the recipe and divide that number by the weight of the egg and you get the approximate number of how many eggs you need to use. But standardly, in all baking recipes, they're looking for a large egg, which is the 1.8. So if you buy a 1.8, you're pretty safe if you're going to do a heavy amount of baking. Yeah. Would one say? Yeah, because they're all written for that. So does a colorful yolk mean a better egg? If it makes you eat more. I guess. 
<laughs> it makes it eating eggs fun. Sure. Yeah. 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 I mean, they, they, I think this is just more for looks and more for, for yeah. what they're doing for, yeah. you know, restaurants and all that. Like there's a farmer that there's some farmers that feed like peppers, um, to their hens to get that a, a bright orange color. So it's all about presentation. I yeah. It's a so. presentation thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, wasn't there a special, come on, there's an egg. It comes from a, sp- a farm. Remember we were doing a menu for a facility and he kept on saying that the eggs, like they were some special egg. I don't know. There's a certain farm. I can't think of it. I have to go back and look at my research. I was like, what what kind of egg is that? And they're like, oh, it's an egg. It's just the name of the farm that it comes from. Maybe Neiman, the same place it does the pork. I know Neiman does one. And then I know that there's another. Mary's does their own too. Mary's, right. Well, because they have, Mary's also Produces chicken mm-hmm. meat, so I guess you would have both, mm-hmm. right? Or hens. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So here's the other backbeat thing: is eggs are they healthy? They got a really bad rap. Yeah, it was based on some misunderstandings, and it kind of like got debunked like 12, 14 years ago. Mm-hmm. So I remember going through school, and they were telling me that I should tell people to only have like. Three, especially people who had high cholesterol, like three yolks a week or something. But now what they're saying is, is that for the average person, one egg a week, one egg a day is actually really healthy for you. Mm-hmm. And then for older people or even for people who are younger, who are growing, who have higher protein needs, mm-hmm. two a day is actually recommended. Um, and it's cheap. And it has, like, it's a complete food. It's very nutrient dense, not just in protein, but like... Oh, 13 essential... Uh, vitamins and minerals, according to Time Magazine, when we they did that whole article on nutrition, yeah. and um, of course the high quality of protein, you get seven grams in a large egg. That's that's pretty that's pretty good. Yeah, I mean, consider comparing it to like how much you pay for chicken now, or for so many other things. Well, the cool thing about it is that you get that seven grams of protein, and it's only seventy two calories. Well, depending on what you do with the egg, it's mm-hmm. like poached egg, hard boiled eggs. Now, scrambled eggs is probably the exclusion of that, depending on what kind of stuff you add to it. Mm-hmm. Or omelets, because you add cheese and blah, blah, blah. Yes, you can add vegetables to it, too, though. Yeah, we just had that this morning. We had a nice vegetable omelet this morning. So, know that eggs are rich in nutrients, including um, biotin, uh, which it is an energy source. Mm-hmm. B vitamin. And um, choline, which is an essential um, micronutrient involved in metabolism. So it's got a lot of great stuff in it. Um, so, yeah, they did kind of get a bad rap. And there was other research that said that, um, you know, because I guess eggs were, uh, you know, with heart, it was linked with heart disease and cholesterol. That's where the whole thing came from. But they're saying that people who eat eggs were any not any more higher at risk moderate risk than anybody else. It was the other categories of other foods like saturated fat that made that. Yeah. Made that. So yeah, there you go. So you've been yoked. (laughs) (laughs) That's the story of eggs today. Now you can beat it. (laughs) Oh my word. She's going there. She's she's cracking up. Uh, Cracking (laughs) up. There you go. Uh, you know, we got a bunch of them. Dun, dun, dun. So um, it, now you know what would be the best choice. 
in my opinion, like if you were going to, you know, if you wanted to just not have to stand there in the egg aisle for a go, which kind do you want? I would definitely go for the large brown because that's a pretty color. It looks good and, you know, makes you happy. And if you like white, then go for the large white ones. And I would go for the free range. Yeah, it sounds good to me. Or I'll just go down to my neighbor and get some eggs from him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sounds great for me, too. Yeah, go down and get them from the from your per- person who has chickens in the yard. You'd be surprised how many people have chickens. Now. Oh. It's your egg dealer. Your, your, your <laughs> egg dealer. Do you have, that's really the great thing. Do, do, do you have an egg dealer? Um, so there are legitimate reasons to consider organic eggs. And um, that's because of, the um, practices for the environment, cage-free, range-free, organic eggs, typically are better for the animal's welfare. So that's really what you're looking for is the treatment of the animal. And that's really kind of where the organic thing comes in. So it's really a choice by you to choose organic eggs over non-organic eggs. Mm -hmm. There's no change. There's no difference in the compound, right? Yeah, if, eggs. if you feel there's a difference in flavor, maybe it is to you, but I think it might be probably more imagined than anything. And that's great. If it helps you eat more eggs, I'm all about it. I, I love eggs are versatile. You can do a lot of things with them. You can make a wasabi hard bo- uh, uh, deviled egg. You know, have fun with it. Those are tasty. I bet. They're tasty. Times. All right, guys. Well, thank you for hanging out with us today. We really appreciate it. And I'm going to close it up. So thank you guys for joining us today. Um, as you can see, since Danielle's going to be gone, uh, Paul is going to be joining us here from now on for a couple months and let uh, Danielle have her two beautiful children that she's going to have. Um, but thank you guys for joining us. We can't wait to see you guys next week. Um, you can find us anywhere. You can find podcasts, Spreaker, Spotify, Apple, SoundCloud. We're there. Uh, reach us out, show us to your friends, and let us know what you guys need, what you guys want to hear more of on uh, nutritiontherapycentrals.com. Can't wait to hear you guys next week. Bye-bye. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.